good morning afternoon or evening my dudes and does welcome to another edition of noir nope it is i janine here aka the anxious wombat aka the emotional thundercat <laughs> aka the obtuse goose no one refers to me by any of those names i just said i just like referring to those things when speaking about myself anyways there's a lot going on this week a bunch of stuff um first and foremost i hope you all are having a great new year so far i know it's only about five or six days into the new year not much can go wrong uh i shouldn't say that a lot can go wrong but i hope it's not going wrong for you hopefully everything is smooth sailing so far um there's so many things going on today in this week in general obviously the surviving r kelly fiasco i don't even want to call it a fiasco it's more of a tragedy i have not seen any of the the i think there's six part docuseries uh you know i don't have it in my heart to see it it's it's basically this i grew up in an era where r kelly was very popular still is very popular but when he was really like at his meat and potatoes of his career and you know the only thing between then and now is the fact that social media is so prevalent now you are able to record a video take a photo whatever and actually get proof of what's going on with these celebrities where back in those days it's basically was just hearsay and in the r&b hip-hop whatever community whatever you want to call it there was a lot of rumblings in regards to r kelly and his infatuation and obsession i want to say with young girls so i knew the majority of what they were speaking of in regards to his relationship with elio who i was a huge 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 fan of just huge when she passed i literally cried very much in my room on the day of her passing but getting to the point there was a lot of hearsay and talks and rumblings in the neighborhood in my hood in regards to his relationship with her but again the advantage or disadvantage depending on if you're a glass half empty or half full type of person of then and now is social media being able to share those thoughts and those opinions and not only that you sometimes are able to get proof of you know the scandalous scandalings of celebrities these days so a lot of people in the industry knew about it but everyone was very hush hush about it and that was the most disturbing part because even though these girls were young and they didn't necessarily have their own voice you would think people of age would have been no this is disgusting this is wrong I need to say something about it but unfortunately most of those people were in r kelly's pocket and he paid a lot of people to be quiet he's still paying a lot of people to be quiet but that's not information i am obligated to share because it ain't my tea excuse me i'm losing my voice just a little bit but unfortunately there are still a lot of people who are benefiting off of not saying anything about r kelly let's just put it that way and what's sad is a lot of things are sad about this mostly most 
no, all of the people here that were victims of R. Kelly, of his sexual assault, of his rape, or whatever the particular case may be, were young black females who, as I forget, is it Langston Hughes who says that's the most disrespected person, an unprotected person in the world? And cases like this just make it more apparent. You know, cases of sexual assault and rape and kidnapping and murder. You don't hear a bunch of it on the news unless the person has to be of a fair skin tone and a blonder hair hue. But again, that's a different story for a different time. It's sad on that on that part where a lot of these girls were probably trying to tell someone but no one was really listening. It's sad because for the most part, he kind of manipulated these girls into into a lot of things, but mostly he was trying to do a more of a father-daughter relationship, which is very disgusting. Um, and I've heard that he tried to get, or successfully, I don't know, get the girls to call him daddy or something of that ridiculously disgusting phrase and I'm assuming a lot of these girls didn't have a male influence in their life so they craved that male attention and that's where he swooped in and became to them a savior but in actuality an actual prey he was preying on these women these girls at the time girls but he used that to his advantage he used their weaknesses and their lack of being in a two-parent household not all these girls had a lack of male influences in their lives and the girls who did have a father figure in their lives are clearly not a strong father figure because i don't know any dad who would willingly let their child if they loved them enough, let their child go through this, this turmoil and this, just this craziness. But apparently there were a few and money talks, money talks. And it also is quiet because it keeps a lot of people quiet. Um, he, and when I say he, I mean R. Kelly, he used that weakness in order to get what he wanted from these girls which is disgusting so it's sad on that part it's also sad because there is a history and i'm not please don't i'm not doing the whole um victim blaming or nor am i excusing r kelly for his actions but apparently there was history of abuse in his childhood so it's just a snowball effect of just abuse and and violence and sexual assault and rape and it's just disgusting no matter what angle you look at it it's just heartbreaking it's disgusting it's just and what's really just jaw-dropping is that this went on for years years people said nothing people stood back wanted to keep their jobs wanted to continue to collect money from him to be silent and did absolutely nothing that's why i I am not mad at that young lady, and this is 
just teetering away from the story just a little, little, little bit. But that's why I'm not mad at all at this young lady who didn't go off but defended herself. Uh, the McDonald's worker I'm speaking in regards to. When that man tried to pull a Mortal Kombat, get over here, move on her. No. There were, what, three or four men in that McDonald's restaurant that did nothing, that tried to hold her back when she was the one who was being assaulted? That's what really pissed me off. What are you doing holding her back? Why is he not being manhandled? You know, I don't feel bad. And that's why I always say, in particular, black women, but all women should be able to get some type of self-defense class or just look up videos on YouTube for that matter if you don't want to go anywhere and learn some moves to protect yourself I mean yeah all women should know that but more specifically black women because again no one's fighting for us so we have to fight for ourselves very much so but yeah the way you look at it there's there's no way to look at that R. Kelly situation and see any slither of positivity with the exception of these women coming forward will hopefully start a ripple effect and allow more victims to come forward and share their stories but not necessarily stories um from R. Kelly and being abused and assaulted by him but just victims of rape and sexual assault in general I just hope women who have experienced that trauma have the the nerve and become brave enough to share their stories after seeing these women share their stories and what they went through. So hopefully there is, and I believe there was, I forget what avenue I actually saw it on, maybe Facebook, maybe something like that. But I think there was um, maybe a surge in calls to domestic not domestic violence but uh rape and sexual assault hotlines i don't know where i saw that from so i'm not gonna dive into that too much because i just glimpsed at that but hopefully that was true and that people are speaking about this this needs to be a conversation to be had to not only prevent it from happening but to make people who has have gone through this not feel alone not feel chastised not feel like they were the reason that they were assaulted and raped that that's ridiculous you know so hopefully that dialogue you know comes into light uh it's just a heavy heavy mess because so many people in the industry knew so many and they did nothing so it's just like it's a lot. I didn't want to actually watch the the docu-series because apparently there's six parts to it. I knew it was just going to be a lot for me to take in. Um, so I, I ixnayed trying to watch it or even think about it, but just trust and believe. I am very much hashtag mute R. Kelly. I'm very much standing behind the victims and anyone who was a victim of sexual assault and rape by either R. Kelly or anyone or just in general. 
So hopefully this creates a dialogue and these women find some some form of peace and happiness just in saying and telling their stories. So yeah. much lighter note um let's talk about what i've been watching on netflix um so there has been a rash of people who like to just post spoilers in regards to stuff that it's really popular on netflix i'm not here for it i'm going to talk about that in another podcast but yeah let's just get to what i've been watching um yeah the bandersnatch thing by black mirror that's cute i mean uh, the whole choose your own player thing I like the idea it's very unique but you know after a while it's just like oh I just want to watch the show which I did I just ended up just watching it and not making any decisions and saw pretty much every ending so I like the idea of it but you know the novelty wears off a little quickly for me but getting to what I just wrapped up watching it is a Netflix original series I want to say I don't know if if it's coming back for the second season but or if it's going to be a season two but anyways it's called you y-o-u it is starring Penn Bagley he you might remember him from Gossip Girl and spoiler alert he ended up being Gossip Girl uh Shay Mitchell I have never watched Pretty Little Liars but she was on that show my friend a dude a straight guy (laughs) loves that show so that's pretty much how i know her from him uh it has harry neff i don't know if anyone here listening to this podcast is familiar with harry neff i probably am mispronouncing her name apologies but she is a lgbtqia activist actress uh trans woman she's pretty dope i love her and a startling but very welcome impromptu cameo cameos i should say plural from john stamos i know some people call him stamos but stamos is what i call him um he's also in this particular show a little later on in the 10 episodes so it basically follows a young man by the name of joseph who is pen bagley's character he is the manager of a bookstore he has been unlucky in love it takes place in new york fyi so rep in new york city anyways and i actually it's actual new york i recognize spots in new york <laughs> so it's not one of those things where it's on a soundstage but it takes place in new york and it follows the main character joe he is unlucky in love apparently and he runs into this young lady who i forget her real name but her character's name is well they call her beck but it's guinevere beck is her full name so anyways she comes into his life and he becomes obsessed he starts stalking her he learns her schedule finds out he not he excuse me she is dating a douchebag and it kind of tumbles on from there i don't want to spoil it for you guys so if you are going to watch the show please don't listen to any more of this podcast i would love for you to stay 
I would love for you to hear me speak. But if you want to really actually enjoy it without being, you, if you want to enjoy it and not have me spoil it for you, or you want to be surprised about what you see, you may not want to listen to the majority of this podcast or the rest of it. So yeah, he basically falls in love with her, loves with her. (laughs) He falls in love with her. He ends up being a little kooky. He stalks her. He learns her schedule, finds out she's dating a douchebag of a guy. He somehow thinks it's the best thing to do to, you know, get rid of him in a very murderously killing way. So the whole show is basically this guy trying to win this girl, which he ultimately does. And him thinking everyone who comes in between the two of them is out to get them or get him and ruin their relationship. So he ultimately finds himself murdering a lot of people who pose a threat to their relationship the thing about this show is there's a lot of twists and turns it's kind of complicated to to dissect because i'm one of those people who watch a show and think hmm what's the real meaning behind this let's pull back this this nice cover and see if these sheets are clean you know what i mean i'm i want to know what what really what message you're trying to convey that's the type of person i am don't take me to the movies i'm horrible that's why i go alone uh so i got a lot of feelings behind the show first and foremost <clears throat> excuse me main character Penn Bagley, whatever john excuse me not john joe he yes is a psychopath but the show kind of makes you feel sorry for him in certain aspects they go back to his childhood they want you to know that he's not the person he is today due to him having a great upbringing he had some issues growing up and that might stem into why he ultimately became a murdering psychopathic stalker dude so you get this these feelings of empathy for him you also see a side of him where he is just completely psychotic and you're like whoa backing away slowly don't need any of this in my life but on the flip side Guinevere Beck the love interest has a lot of skeletons in her closet too uh she lied about a lot of things she ends up being a little bit uh what's the word i'm looking for unfaithful in a relationship and she's the type who when something good is happening in her life she doesn't trust it so she tries to fuck it up any way she knows how so the infidelity kind of plays into that so basically this show is just a lot to deal with in terms of their relationship basically didn't start on the best foundation it was a very rocky foundation with a lot of uh cracks in it let's just put it that way uh first and foremost the lying he initially lied about stalking her is <laughs> it he lied to a lot of people about his whereabouts and what he was doing while stalking Guinevere 
Eli to Guinevere about his past relationships, relationship more likely. Um, he lied to cover up murdering people that were trying to get into, into, in between their relationship. And of course, on her side, there was a lot of lying. She ended up lying about her father being alive. She, for the most part, talked about how her, she talked about her dad in past tense and he ended up actually being alive and having another family and she has issues with the whole you know he had a drug issue so he went away from that family and created a whole new family with another woman from the church and that's just a whole another story that's not very interesting but she does have daddy issues let's just put it that way uh so she lied about him being alive because she just wanted him to be dead honestly she obviously lied about being with other people in a relationship and that's where john stimos comes in he is the person that he she was dealing with uh and she just she is a writer first and foremost so maybe that's why she's just so pensive and sad and just brooding but the show kind of gets you to a place where you want them to work and it's so twisted it's like they're so toxic for each other and they talk about this in the show they're so toxic for each other they are bad for one another and yet you're just like oh but they're love when they're together it's so cute it's so oh my god so you're just like so conflicted throughout the whole damn 10 episodes and you're just like ugh. it's it's really not mind bending it's just kind of like emotionally and i don't even want to say draining it's just emotionally pulling you one way and then the other way and then you're going up and then you're going down so I mean, it all at the end, you're like, oh no, I'm not going to spoil that end part. But at the end, you pretty much are not here for either one of them. One more than the other one, because again, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Just watch it. It's a really good show. Hopefully they have a second season. Um, I got into speaking about this because basically the relationship in a show it reminds me of not necessarily past relationships they weren't that intense thank god but it just reminds me in terms of relationships we want things to work so bad and we just go to these great lengths for them to work and you just have to trust the process let it flow and if it's not working it's for a reason you shouldn't have to do so much for something that should just organically be. And that, to me, is like the core of what's going on in the show. It's just like they kind of got together in a really weird way, in a manipulative way, courtesy of Joseph himself. Um, so it was doomed from the start, if you ask me. But just in the middle of it and the core or the like the really 
middle stage of their relationship it was just one of those things where she was a little bit too dependent on him because he helped her a lot with her writing and he was a little too dependent on her in terms of love and affection and just he just wanted those ego snacks and just attention and that love maybe that love he didn't get growing up or in past relationships I don't know but yeah it just it just kind of made you think about relationships in general and how you don't or you shouldn't let it all come to a point where you're scratching and kicking and screaming for this relationship to work just just let it go you know when something is not right you know when someone is not right for you even though they might be good for you you might not be good for them or vice versa you just have to step back and just realize that not everything is glitter and gold and amazingness and you have to be an adult and realize that this person might be making you a better person but you're probably draining them because think about it if they're doing all this great stuff for you you might want to stand back and say what am i doing for them what am i benefiting what are they benefiting from being for me so yeah check out you it's on netflix streaming it's really good uh you can use this sunday to actually watch it 10 episodes well you probably have things to do you probably have to go to church you probably have things other than sitting on your butt watching netflix tv shows but yeah when you get a chance check it out omg i just forgot i need to watch bird box because ugh, you people are ruining it for me You're ruining it i didn't see any bit of it i know the plot and the summary but if i go on netflix not netflix instagram one more time where people are trying to ruin it for me i'm going to spaz out so i'm gonna bunker down and watch bird box today so that being said this is a wrap thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast i post podcasts every wednesday and or sunday and yeah you guys take care of yourself enjoy your sunday and be blessed and be safe bye